0: Before we start this episode, we'd like to ask for your support. If you like Sincerely Human, please rate and leave us a review. Thanks guys, now on to the show.
1: Have you ever gone skydiving? No. I've got no desire to play with death. Have you seen Final Destination? Bad things happen anyway. We need to get you out of the plane. We need to get you in the plane, strapped in, flying out at 18,000. Okay, I might need a couple of shots. I I fly on a lot of planes. Okay. I just don't want to jump out of them.
0: That's Sarinda Swan. You may know her from playing Medusa on Marvel's Inhumans and Chloe on HBO's Ballers. Off-duty, you might find her riding a motorcycle or sporting a buzz cut. There's a kickass persona about Sarinda that's effortless. For years, she's challenged celebrities to stare death in the face. Stare at it from 18,000 feet on a skydive mission called 18 for 18. Since 2012, Sarinda has far exceeded her project's goal of raising $18,000 to help end human trafficking and sex slavery. And to date, Sarinda has raised over $1 million for global issues she's fighting to fix. This is the story of Sarinda Swan, actress, human rights activist, and the co-founder and CEO of Deedly. This is Camille,
2: and this is Maverick, and this is Sincerely Human, a show about humans you should know,
0: and their stories of doing good in the modern age.
1: My mother was an actress. My father's a theater director, still to stay, and has an acting studio in Vancouver, and it was sort of just surrounded me. I don't consider myself that I came from like an acting family, because by the time I was born, my mother just started to slow down her acting. But it was always there. There was always that kind of creativity within my home.
2: Surinda was born and raised in West Vancouver, Canada, in a little home on Cranley Drive. While she had a picturesque childhood, Surinda was exposed to something deeper.
1: You know, there were times that my mom would give me a card for my birthday that was like, we bought you chickens. And I was like, where are we going to keep the chickens in our house? And they were like, no, the chickens are actually across the world. They've been given through an organization called Heifer Foundation. And this is, let's explain to you what it means to be able to give back.
2: As Sarinda's acting career unfolded, she discovered her true purpose. Around 2012, she was in Toronto filming a TV show called Breakout Kings.
1: And I started to realize that I was like, oh, I'm getting recognized. People are following me. Oh, they care about like what I'm saying. And then I was like, wait, what am I saying? What do I want to do with this?" Like, I know that I want to be an actor. I know I want to take that as far as I possibly can within the scope of being an artist. But then what? Like, what do I do with that? How do I make sure that I have a platform and not a pedestal? The pedestal only has room for one, and that's not what I want my life to be about. A platform has room for many, and so each job that I get and each role that I fight for, it's like another brick laying on my platform.
2: But the urge to build this platform, in truth, happened by accident.
1: No, I turned on the television for background music after I'd shot a 17-hour day so I could just, like, drown out the world. And it happened to be a documentary on anti-sex trafficking. And I started to hear facts sort of seep through the walls as I was making dinner at, you know, eleven o'clock at night that I couldn't I couldn't ignore because it hit me on such a fundamental level. And I started to realize that I won a geographic lottery at birth by being born in Vancouver, Canada. I had a right to my body, I had a right to my voice, I had a right to an education. And everything that I was hearing was that these girls had none of that. And they had done nothing wrong. They hadn't made a bad choice. They hadn't, you know, rebelled against the system. And now there was a consequence. They were literally just born in another country. And that was the reality for a female in that country.
0: Sarinda put down the food she was making, finished the documentary, and just cried. She wanted to fix it, but was lost on where to start.
1: So I booked a plane ticket to Cambodia, Malaysia, and Thailand and I left for almost a month and went and sat in, uh, in rescue shelters and uh, went to brothels and spoke to victims and uh, tried to figure out what I could do to help.
0: Serinda looked at these women in the eyes and heard stories of violence and atrocity. In this experience, it was something she couldn't walk away from.
1: And so the next thing I did was I planned a... Uh, charity skydive every year because one of the organizations needed $18,000 and I was like North America's highest skydive is 18,000 feet Uh, so I bet you I could make a dollar a foot and I only had two weeks before I started shooting something else and I was like I'm gonna do that and so I'd never done a fundraiser before I had no idea how Twitter worked at that point in time I was like if you have a Twitter account you can reach millions of people right and then went on and was like, where's all the people? And they're like, no, no people have to follow you. <laughs> you can't just suddenly reach all these people. So I started reaching out to my friends that were famous and was like, will you tweet this out for me? Like, just say that I'm willing to throw myself out of a plane to give me money. And my friends were like, sure, you're crazy, but sure. Um, and we ended up raising $28,000 the first year. And then it was fifty thousand the second, and seventy five the third, and one hundred and twelve the fourth. And two years ago, we raised two hundred twenty one thousand dollars in nine days. So I started realizing that it doesn't matter what you do, but you have to do something.
2: Not only did Sarinda jump off a plane and rally celebrities to support her cause, she also cycled across Cambodia for an awareness campaign.
1: And so I started in Phnom Penh, and I cycled all the way up to Siem Reap. And this was on a little pedal bike. It took nine days and was, uh, 500 kilometers. And I stopped in one of the shelters there, which is called Kampong Cham. And it is a center for girls that are 16 years and younger that are, have been sold into sex trafficking. And I remember pulling up on our bikes and we're dusty and dirty and smelly. And some of us are bleeding because, you know, the roads aren't real (laughs) roads in some of the areas that we were in. And, uh, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know if I should hug them. I didn't know if I should touch them. I didn't know how to interact with these young children. And they said, if they want to hug you, hug them and don't let go. Show them what real love is. Show them what interaction is that's not abusive. And so I walked up and there were kids and they just ran and jumped and grabbed my legs and my arms and they were calling me sister. And it was the most beautiful experience to see how resilient these young children were. In that moment, I forgot that they were victims. But later on, they sit down and they tell you their stories as part of their therapy.
2: According to the International Labour Organization, there are over 20 million people who live as modern-day slaves around the world. And UNICEF estimates that 1.2 million children are sold each year.
1: One reason why trafficking has
2: been ignored is that the victims are voiceless. Even if they have some voice because of the taboo, they don't talk about it.
0: We want you to hear from us. If you don't listen to us, we keep on talking. We are not tired at all. During her trip, Sarinda recalls meeting a six-year-old girl. She was sold by her own family. She was raped and thrown away like a piece of garbage. It biologically changed
1: me, if that's possible. It changed my voice. It changed my viewpoint. It changed who I am. And I had to step into the back because I didn't want her to see me crying, thinking that she had upset me. And like two minutes later, I felt this little tug on my pant leg, and I looked down and it was her. And I knelt down, and she grabbed my face in between her two hands and started wiping away my tears with her thumb and said, Sister, don't cry. And she cared so much about me, somebody that she had just met a few hours before. She cared so much about me, so much about a human, but humanity had been so cruel to her. And I told her, I was like, my voice is going to become your voice. My platform is your platform. You are not voiceless.
0: Since that moment, Sarinda had every intention to activate people around her, whether that's through her shows or her philanthropic work.
1: I have tried in every capacity to bring that story into my work, from sitting down with the showrunner of Graceland, which is the next show after that, and getting the UN involved and getting the UN to step in and do PSAs and get an entire season written around anti-sex trafficking where my character gets sold into a sex trafficking ring, which my show had zero, zero plans on doing anything to do with anti-sex trafficking. But it's not that I become a martyr. It's not that I derail my entire life to do this. It's that my success is the success of another two. That's what has to happen, is that whatever success that I want for myself That I open the door, I clear a place for, I make sure they have a seat, I smash the glass, whatever it is. But that it is for another two. It cannot just be
2: for me. Day by day, the treads two paths. One for artistry, and another for activism. And these paths, on occasion, they intersect.
1: So finally what I rested on was like, okay, what can I do where I am? Well, where I am right now is I'm an actor. One of my best friends is a tech person. How do we build something that makes change? You can get so overwhelmed through taking action to educate people, you actually are creating inaction because they're overwhelmed. So how do we stop that? Because most people don't have time to dig in the way I did and go in and really like travel across the world and look the issue in the eye. How do we figure that out?
2: And so with our co-founder, Andrew Resnick, Sarinda launched Deedly, a nonprofit that educates young people about a variety of world issues and the charities and organizations that strive to fix them.
1: So the basic idea behind this was to be able to make a donation dollar go farther while educating children on an issue that people already care about. So if you were to donate $100 to the World Wildlife Foundation or Charity Water, who's one of our partners, instead of donating $100 directly to them, you donate it to deedly what we do is we put that in a vault for kids to unlock so they watch a week-long curriculum on the world water crisis how it affects them where they are here in north america and then how it affects another person across the world
2: apart from charity water deedly has teamed up with a range of nonprofits and industry veterans deedly's platform showcases succinct impactful videos that inform and inspire positive change
1: In 200 years, people will look back on this particular period and say to themselves, how did those people at that time just allow all these amazing creatures to vanish?
0: That's world-renowned conservationist Dr. Jane Goodall in the documentary, Racing Extinction. There's still a lot left that's worth fighting for. And for Sarinda, she still has a lot to fight for. Whether that's getting women and children out of the sex trafficking industry, or empowering the youth to make conscious decisions that can ultimately change the world.
1: Our first pilot program was middle of the year last year that we started our full pilot program. Our very first one was in a small school in Miami, in Little Haiti which was a Title I school where 91% of all the kids were on meal support. Because that was where we wanted to do our first one. This isn't an elite program for elite children. This is an elite program for all children. And because all children are elite, we just have to give them the tools to do it.
2: Sarinda remembers a girl who came up to her in Little Haiti.
1: And she was like, yesterday I was complaining to my mom about having to carry the groceries into the house. And she was like, those were bags full of food, of, you know, juice, of snacks. And when I went inside, I could go to my sink and I could turn on water and get a clean glass to drink. And she just watched the World Water Crisis curriculum. And she's like, I've always considered myself a have-not. I've always considered myself the charity. I've always considered that somebody else will have to help me or give me the leg up. Or, you know, I will have to stand on them in order to be able to make it in this world. But I never realized that I can actually help another, that I have the capacity to be able to change someone else's life.
2: And we all do. Wherever we are, there's an opportunity to help someone, to change what we can around us.
1: You don't have to do some big, huge campaign. You don't have to cycle across a country. You don't have to just do a bake sale. You can do whatever you want. Whatever you do is doing something. So find out what you can do where you are Just do it.
0: There's a quote by William Wilberforce, a politician and philanthropist who helped end the British slave trade in the 1800s. It's a quote that almost mirrors Sarinda's life. And it goes, You may choose to look the other way, but you can never say again that you did not know. If you want to donate or learn more about Deedly, head on over to Deedly's website, That's Deedly.com. That's D E E D L Y.com. You can also check out Sarinda on Instagram at Sarinda Swan. Follow her adventures or see adorable snaps of her French Bulldog Buddha. Also, we just launched
2: an exciting collaboration with a talented artist and mental health advocate by the name of Haley Kennedy. We'll be featuring Haley's work, including exclusive artwork that amplify our mission here at Sincerely Human. Give Haley some love by following her on Instagram at Shop Sunday. That's S-H-O-P-S-U-N-D-A-E. You can find all of the links on our show notes. That's it for this episode. Thank you all for continuing to support our show and we'll catch you on the next one. In the meantime, Be good to one another.
0: This show is produced by Human Group Media, an award-winning social good podcast company. Human Group Media works with thought leaders, brands, and organizations to inspire social change through the power of audio storytelling.